Welcome to Don't Box Me In, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, hello, hello. Here we are back for another wonderful week of Don't Box Me In. I am your host, Lana Reed. I have got a guest today that truly fits what the Don't Box Me In motto is all about. Fiona Fine is an author, speaker, publisher, and she is growing a movement for women who want to live and love on their terms. Fiona Fine is a dating expert in her early 50s and the editor-in-chief of Women Who Run It, Your Life, Your Love, Your Terms which is an online community and magazine that advocates for and empowers strong, successful, super-achieving women leaders around the world. Women who are used to running the show at a high level and know how tough and often lonely it can be, juggling work, relationships, family, dating, health and fitness community, while still finding personal time. She is also the founder of Goddess Connections, where women create their footprint in the world, which empowers women in dating and relationships with the platform, how to put the fun back into dating. She advocates for women who want to create their best life of love, work, health, passion, and fun. And it is with pleasure that I welcome her to the show today. Fiona, welcome to Don't Box Me In. It's a pleasure, Lana. Very much so. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. So I was reading up about you. You know, I like to research my guests before I get going. And I read that um, you started off in the IT industry, which is a male-dominated industry. And I know from personal experience, being the one lady who's surrounded by men, it has its many perks. It gives you an opportunity to learn firsthand how men tick and, you know, how to understand them. But at the same time, you know, there's a there's a couple of drawbacks with that. And and you're kind of groomed as a female to be, you know, more assertive. You kind of structure your life. You assume <laughs> you assume some of the quirks that society kind of identifies as male. Um, so when you first started out, did you find it difficult to balance the female essence of Fiona with the male environment that you were surrounded with? You know, probably my father's an engineer and my mother is, is also very well educated and very much a strong woman. So I came from very a strong upbringing. And I'd have to say that when you ask, could I balance my femaleness with the male world that I was working in? Honestly, no. I think I just jumped into the male mindset. Okay. It, you know, after 30 years in, in the male world, I just now take for granted that I understand inherently how they think and function. But I think I actually, in, other than physically, I think I actually became them almost mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. many ways. And, of course, as you can imagine, I got, you know, called the names as I mm-hmm. was going through corporate life. So, yeah. I mean, and I think that is that is a really difficult dynamic that women who are trying to um, – be successful and and go into certain career fields. It's it's a struggle to you know say okay. Society tells me as a female I'm supposed to be this way, act this way, yeah. and do all of these things. But you know in order for me to survive in the environment that I'm trying to grow in and establish myself in, I kind of have to adopt a, a different persona. So you know it can be difficult. And you, you mentioned that your mother, um, you know, she was also pretty a, a very strong female. Mm-hmm. So you had a good example there. Did you oh, yeah. Find, I mean, reflecting back, do you see that she was, you know, she had it all together? She had found a way to balance it all out? She did. You know what? She is, uh, you know, she, in the dedication to my book, she is my original alpha female. She okay. is what I affectionately, with great love, say she is like a sergeant major because my father traveled a lot. And so we're all, there's three girls in the family and she me and my dad was there. I never missed him or anything, but she ran the household. You know, women do run things. We mm-hmm. are the, we're the power of, of relationships. We have that choice as to how we engage with the world if we step into it. And she did. She stepped into it. She became uh, very big in the volunteer society because of, you know, the, the generation she came to, she, into, she, she left her career and mm. uh, she stepped into, you know, having a family, running a family. But then she went big into the volunteer world and she does things that I could never do. She has capabilities of working with people that way that I just I have not learned ever. Oh. And, oh. you know, I went into more of my dad's world of engineering and I just 
I don't know. When you say adapt, I don't think I adapted. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just, for, and until very recently, which is, you know, how the, the bitch book came about, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that I really had a feminine side. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I was really, I mean, people laugh and say, but you look so sweet. And I go, well, yeah, I kind of look like, you know, the girl next door until I open my mouth. And then out comes, <laughs> you know, out comes the engineer. <laughs> Colorful sailor language, like they say. Yes. So you yes. mentioned you have, there's three girls. Are there any brothers in the family? No, no. My dad had to put up with, you know, four women. Nothing. Four. He women. had a lot of estrogen around him. Bless his heart. Bless yes. his heart. Poor little man. <laughs> he adapted. <laughs> That's probably why he's like, okay, yeah. I'm going, out, I'm going out golfing or I'm going to the bar or I'm, I got to get away from all this female stuff here. Too funny. Yeah. Now, before no, I get- he never missed, he says he never missed having a boy. And I was probably the, I'm a middle child, which may say it all if we know what psychology yeah. talks about. But, uh, you he know, his he- boy. Yeah, kind of. I got the best of both worlds. My mom taught me how to cook and sew and all the things that, you know, women, girls are supposed to learn how to do. And I became proficient at them because I had her as a teacher. But then I was fiberglassing the car and learning to shoot with my dad. And, <laughs> you know, so I got the best, best of both worlds. Both worlds, yeah. You know, and you, you think about it, why should I be forced to have to choose? But that's kind of the, the message that society tells you. You either have to be feminine or you have to be the male. There's no in-between thing. And a lot of women today are, you know, learning that they have to embrace some of both of them you know what I'm saying because a lot of us are successful and you know I find myself you know I'm here by myself I might need to pick up the hammer or whatever and do this on my own so you do have to do certain things that are typically quote-unquote male task or whatever Um, very much so Gotcha. But now I, be, I'd have to add one more piece to it, though, because, you know, when I moved and I, I'd had a coaching practice for a long, long time and things like that. And when I moved into understanding that I had, to a certain degree, given up a huge piece of my femininity, there is a balance between I don't need a guy to do anything True. versus, a, you know, we're built to be in partnerships. True, and true. I, I never realized that my mom and dad had that really in spades. I kind of missed that aha until I got mm-hmm. much older and I realized what is the common element between me and my relationships? And it was honestly because I was trying to run the bedroom as well as the boardroom. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now before we get too far, because you, before we get too far, I want to, um, ask you, uh, just clarify who Fiona is to the audience. Would you consider yourself a feminist by conventional definition or not? Not as I grew up with it, which is kind of a shame. You know, again, Mm -hmm. when we talk to women leaders around the world now, the really young ones are not saying that they're women leaders. They're just calling themselves leaders. I grew up with that term, though, women leaders. And I see that the, the prices that, you know, even a generation, half a generation before me did. I'm really looking at the word feminist and I'm really enjoying the openness now of what feminist means in today's culture as opposed to what it meant probably 15, 20 years ago. So I'm kind of toying with it, but I do mm-hmm. consider myself very much an alpha female, on, which is a good and a bad. Gotcha, gotcha. And, you know, um, I've always said that to people, you know, why it's it's probably hard for me to find a partner to settle down with um, again is, you know, because I am such an alpha female and it takes, you know, a pretty strong male mm-hmm. to to kind of, you know, harmonize you. Yeah, you know, Lana, sit your butt down, okay? Uh, today mm-hmm. I'm running the show because, you know, we, we're so used to taking control, taking charge, handling things, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you need that person. Um, but, how, how is it, would you say, that an alpha male can step into an alpha female's life and compliment her? Well, uh, there is, if, you, do you remember Sex in the City and the yes. writing that came up? I mean, may, basically they use the Myers-Briggs, um, type of psychology and they paired a strong one quadrant with falling in love with the strong other quadrant. I think as we mature and, and really part of it does come down to maturity, growing into our own lives, choosing our own way of living is I think that we, we sort of meet in the middle of 
what our basic original persona was. So when I talk to women's groups and things like that, and I, I have to share my own story of how have I started to put my own femininity and my own softness back into relationships, it is, uh, it's the maturity to say that I cannot own the, 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 the complete dance. I can't tango by myself. I have to give and, and take, and I have to get over some of my old habits so that if it is an alpha male, and one of the things I have noticed, if there are two heavy, heavy alphas in a relationship, there's often that real stress between them because they're both used to running it. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes if both have matured to be in a combination alpha, beta, or what is now affectionately called an omega, which is that balance, mm-hmm. that's kind of, but it is maturity. I have to say, Lana, it's, it's the maturity of knowing really, do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? True, true. I mean, and that is that is truly the thing that comes with maturity because, you know, I'm looking at myself, I'll be 45 in July and mm-hmm. where I was at 20 and the mm-hmm. battles, the battles that I took on, you know, at 20. And the wars I, you lost. <laughs> you know, and you're looking at it like, really, you went through all of that effort for that, Lana? Like, I mean, and really, yeah. what, what was the point of it all? You know, yeah. so, um, I, you know, I think that's really a, a life lesson that. And, and sometimes, unfortunately, it is something that only comes with age. If, if really I had a clue as to all of this stuff when I was 25, you know, my life probably would have been so much easier, um, at that yeah. particular point. But, you know, it's fun. So you are, um, you advocate a thing that it's kind of an interesting dynamic that women, successful women, women on the grind, women trying to achieve thing they struggle with, but they really don't want to admit to themselves that they're struggling with, you know, society is telling us one thing, you know, you need to go mm-hmm. out there and you need to achieve and you need to accomplish and you need to make your life all of these wonderful things. And, you know, I've, I've accomplished, I've gotten this award or whatever. Um, but sometimes wrapped up into this, I need to succeed. A, a woman loses so much of, what makes mm-hmm. her a female and that is, that is your partnership with somebody like you said we are by design supposed to be partnered up with somebody so um real quickly before we get ready to go to break how do how are some ways that a woman can start to embrace her femininity and start to balance out that and not lose her goals her career her drive her passion for you know where she's trying to get to Mm-hmm. Well, one of the pieces I was, we were recently doing media promotion for Thrive and I was there and awareness is huge. I mean, okay. it really is to be able to, to, to know what really uh, gives us desire as opposed to what goals we're working towards that maybe were goals when we were 20 and we're not going to like the results, but being able to take the time and to sit with, uh, if it is a goal, to, to sit with it and go, okay, is that something that the end result, how am I going to feel when I get that? Is it just a box that I'm going to tick off? Because if we're so busy striving and pushing, these are all really, really hard on the body, on the mind, on the psyche, and on our relationships. Whereas, you know, turning it on and off, I always say women are rheostats. Men are switches, they're on or off, and women are rheostats. So we really have to be able to play with the dial of desire as to, am I doing it for the right reasons or am I doing it because I still have something to prove? And you asked about feminism. Way, way back in the early days, I do believe we were trying to prove something. True. That we were as good or we were better. And that most to, you know, this is this is sort of going back to what's coming about in the last couple of years of the books that we're seeing with Sheryl Sandberg and Ariana mm-hmm. and people like that. We're having to really now tap in, tune in, and turn ourselves onto what really matters, but in all facets of our life, so we can make choices. And just sit with them. Sometimes it is just trying to get that box checked off going, I'm going to have, you know, a baby. I'm going to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And there's no understanding of, you know, okay, what's going to feel like if I am in this right now in my life? What do I have to harmonize before I can do this with my eyes open and my heart in the right place? Does that kind of make Good. sense? makes a lot of sense. Good tips there. Good tips there. Well, Fiona, we're going to take our first commercial break of the mm-hmm. day. We'll be back with more Fiona right after this. 
Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, 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 and welcome back. Today I am with Fiona Fine, who is teaching women uh, how to live and love on their own terms. She is the author of the book, Bitch, which means babe in total control of herself. And before the break, uh, we were talking about some ways that women can, uh, successful women, women uh, trying to... Uh, you know, goal driven, uh, can find some balance in their life. And she had brought up uh, awareness is a key element. Um, now, now that I brought up the title of the book, I want to um, ask you real quick before we, we get on to some more things here. Um, when society hears that word, they often think of a very negative, bitter, unhappy woman. Uh, but for your purposes, for what you're trying to do, um, what qualities does a bitch have? Well, I really, I mean, I was called it, as you can imagine, <laughs> you know, and I, it really kind of bothered me because as we were talking about early, earlier on, I, you know, I just thought I was being one of the boys. How mm-hmm. can you, how can I be judged differently? And I remember being in, you know, a corporate meeting room and, and I was told it to my face in public and that really stung going, okay. So, but then I learned to reframe it. A bitch is, is, Literally, a babe in total control of herself. We're aware of what turns us on, what turns us off. We're aware of our strengths and our weaknesses. It comes down to our health, our relationships, which is, you know, our dating and our friendships, our families. Uh, it comes into how do we, how do we parent? Mm-hmm. How do we have, you know, what's our sex lives like? It's, it's at least those five different areas of our lives and it's being really tapped into who we are and it is not necessarily plain by the rules that society has dictated to this point in our lives mm-hmm. and choosing without, you know, sort of blowing it all up. Quite often, you know, we will go from a pendulum, we'll be a good girl and then we'll swing all the way to like, okay, I'm going to go and blow my life up. And, and it's finding that, that really good, smooth flow. I'm an engineer, so I think in laminar flow, you know, mm-hmm. that smooth is fast because there's no turbulence to it. And that to me sort of brings out the, the best pieces of becoming a babe in total control of herself. Okay. Okay. Well, you know that kind of evokes the, the 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 message, the image of you know living life on your own terms. You know, no compromises. But I'm wondering. There's an irony that comes for females. There's an irony that comes along with that because just by nature, women tend to be you know the nurturers of everything. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a lot of times when women are thrown into situations where you know, for the the greater good, for the better of the whole picture, we tend to, you know, sacrifice ourselves, our feelings. We put those to the back burner. Yes. yes. You know, we put ourselves to the back burner. So how does a woman, I mean, because it's just our nature, you know. it's But it is. We're very nurturing in theory. Um, I may have gotten less of that gene in my body than some <laughs> people. Um, but... I think really we're, there's a crisis of permission that is happening, um, in, with women in the last couple of decades that we're really not giving ourselves permission to truly step into all of what we can be. And therefore we really are cheating our kids. We're cheating our relationships. And I don't mean it to sound negatively, but we're, It's only when we can step into all of ourselves as much as possible that we create amazing changes in other people. It's Mm -hmm. do what I'm doing, not just what I'm saying. If I say to a child, you know, I want you to go for your dreams and yet I am not, then that's not going to work. Because we're, we really literally, women have to learn that they cannot come last. That it is, there's a choice that if a child says, I really want to go to soccer practice, can you drive me? And she's got other plans. The word no has to be learned and it, it's a, it's a, it's a discipline. Mm-hmm. If no means uh, no, I'm going to have to give up something that is really big for me. It's not easy. It's a, it's a, it's like a muscle that needs to be exercised. And that's not simple at all. 
Not, not at all. Not at all. But and, it, it gets easier with practice. The number sure. of women that have given me feedback going, the first, you know, 10 times I said no, I wanted to explain why. Now I just say it with a nice smile. No, I'm sorry. I can't make that. <laughs> true, true. I mean, and you know, because at the end of the day, it's going to be your life. You're the one who's going to be reflecting back on it. And I always tell people, you should never be at a point where you're saying, I should have, would have, could have, you know, um, you, you should try to get all that you can out of this life because we've only got one one ride on this roller coaster. So when you get to the end, you want to be able to say, yippee, you know, it, it was yep. a wonderful ride. What a ride. Yep. And you know, and the ride changes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the other thing. There's a difference between expectation and desire. And I don't mean sexual desire in this case, but mm-hmm. expectation of like the world should work this way or the world owes me or all those pieces that may come up. As opposed to I truly have tapped into myself and I desire I desire to go to Starbucks for a latte, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go do it. There I mean, you I was go. talking to somebody, and she couldn't figure out why she hadn't gone to Buenos Aires yet. And all of a sudden, she went, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. And she had an amazing time and learned so much about herself. Good, good stuff. You know, and I have found that, you know, depending on uh, what type of people I, I surround myself with, you, you get a sense of feeling constrained, you know, because you, you mm-hmm. sometimes find people like, well, why would you want to do that? And why are you thinking? And what is that? You know, there's this, mm-hmm. uh, and, and if you are not a strong individual, you, you might go to a corner and say, well, why do I want to, you know, mm-hmm. go? I mean, it's not really fair. I should really try to be with this people and, and, and think more like they think, but yeah. that's just not who you are. That's not your makeup. I'm curious, um, listening to you talk now, um, I'm going to assume that there have been on many occasions, um, a lot of men that you've come across that are very, uh, shy or intimidated by who Fiona is. Probably. You know, it's not something that I've dwelled upon when I was doing online dating an awful lot because as an IT headhunter, uh, trust me, I can filter. I filter mm-hmm. really well. And I was very blunt. You know, it took me virtually, you know, 20 minutes to write my bio. And I said, I am not everybody's cup of tea mm-hmm. and I won't change for anyone. Okay. Um, I remember I was married at 28 and probably within about nine, 10 months, you know, the cracks were really showing. And he said, if I can't change you, how can I change the world? And I thought, I'm not broken. Mm-hmm. You can't change me. Only I can change me. And that really was one of the first pieces that I, the shock of somebody trying to change me. Mm-hmm. I guess men are intimidated and that's okay because I don't want that man. Sure. I know it sounds really harsh, but women choose men chase is a really big aha for, for a lot of women who hang with me. Mm-hmm. We well, are the ones that. that choose. That. Well, we choose. We, we know. A lot of women come to me and say, no, no, men have all the power. No, men are craving to keep us happy and interested in them and they want to chase us and I don't mean just so they can catch us. Men really do want to make the women in their lives happy, to Mm -hmm. satisfy us, to cherish and adore us. They have much better lives and I have proven this over the years that they, you know, I've asked married men and single men and old and young and we're just missing that piece that if we choose them just like in the animal kingdom, our pheromones go out first mm-hmm. and then they compete to see if they were, are worthy of us. And it sounds, you know, very primal, but it still is. And we choose who we really let get close to us. And it's again, it comes down to that awareness. It, it comes down to, as you say, the shoulds of life. I should want a partner who's like this because, you know, my mom wants kids or something. I should. And the shoulds of life are what really do stifle us. So men, I I don't envy men in today's (laughs) society either. They really, they've got, you know, none of the traditional um, rituals of becoming a man. And when they're faced with Am I allowed to say ball buster? On Go ahead. Yeah, we, okay. can, we can say that. We can <laughs> say that. <laughs> we can syndication. say You know, when they're faced with a really strong woman who has not figured out some of the surrender mm-hmm. parts to her life, the give and take, the yin and yang, then um, 
that's when we blow up those relationships. But most men, if they're encouraged, if they're acknowledged, if they're approved of, if they're accepted for who they are, they, they're just, they step up really well. Mm-hmm. I think all guys have it in them to, to be stronger than they're, than they are. It's just, it kind of depends on the women they've hung with. Okay. Okay. So are there any things that, uh, is there anything that on the, the alpha females part that she can do to give uh, a man that she's involved with? And I'm going to assume it's going to be an alpha male because I can't see her. No, <laughs> often it's not. Often it's not. Really? I mean, if it, really, because if you think of the, you know, we go back to the Myers-Briggs, a true, true alpha who is driving and got to be in charge all the time is going to drive her nuts. Mm-hmm. Because she can only surrender, and I don't, again, I don't mean surrender in a bad sense, but True. she can only surrender to her femininity, to her, you know, what softens the edges of her. She can only do that so much while she's practicing, and otherwise she's going to go through a lot of angst. But, so often it is the lovers of the world, and I, you know, in, uh, we're talking personality types, you know, um, uh, Samantha in Sex and the City fell in love mm-hmm. with Jared and he was soft and nurturing and, and he wanted to take care of her and he was really close to being her equal in her opposite. So quite often we are looking for that opposite of us okay. and that's where the true sparks and that's where the true love and intimacy and it's then being able to surrender to the fact that he, whoever his, our opposite is, is not going to look and act the same way as us, and therefore we have to get over some of our expectations. If you it's, if you think of those four quadrants, they're powerful. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. You know, I mean, because a lot of times, you know, and, and we'll talk about this after the next break, uh, mm-hmm. you say um, a 10 attracts a 10, and there's so many dynamics within that itself, but sometimes it's, you know, the opposites of the spectrum that make the best pairing. And uh, when we get back from break, you know, I kind of want to bring that up. So we'll take a commercial Great. break, and we'll be right back. Let's return to Don't Box Me In with your host, Lana Reed. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Today I am with Miss Fiona Fine. She is the editor-in-chief of Women Who Run It, Your Life, Your Love, Your Terms. And she is also the author of the book, Bitch, Babe, in Total Control of Herself. And before the break, we were talking about how the, the alpha female, you know, finds a partner that, you know, can ultimately make her happy long term. And, you know, Fiona, you were mentioning that sometimes it's it's not the alpha male that, you know, really brings out the best or the most satisfying relationship with an alpha female. Um, and that brings me to something you said in your book. Um, a 10 is attracted to a 10, which would make you think that like is attracted to like. Um, but you're not saying that in this matter, right? No, I'm not. And I, I, because then we end up kind of like roommates or we end Mm -hmm. up like battle, you know, people, you know, two sides of the battle and the war Mm -hmm. is definitely lost. It is understanding enough about oneself and about what wants to create, what, what she wants to create. I mean, I would be attracted initially to someone like myself because they had that intellectual spark. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't need them tall, dark and handsome. In fact, I really like them bald, actually. <laughs> Not a lot of hair for some uh-huh. reason. I like to rub their heads. Uh-huh. Um, and part of it is maturing into our own real needs as opposed to when we're kids, what we think we should be, be attracted to. And one of the things is that alphas come in all different walks of life. You know, we come in the queen. We come in the lover type. We're still strong women and we're going to find that often, often, it's our opposite that really harmonizes our, us and our relationships. That they can offer a piece that of themselves and they can, they sort of show a piece of the personality that we don't instinctively have that we can say, wow, if I had more of that, would I be myself more of a complete individual? And I hate the Jerry Maguire line of you complete me mm-hmm. because 
no one can complete me. I have mm-hmm. to complete me. But it's being aware of, again, all of who I am. And that, that makes a huge difference as to how we can bring all the pieces to the, the table then, mm-hmm. um, into a great relationship. Okay. You know, and this, this process of knowing who you are, like I said, it is a process. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you get to that point where you're saying a 10 attracts a 10, um, a lot of times, you know, and I'm speaking from personal experience and I'm sure you, you can, uh, relate to this. When you are a confident person who is very self-assured, sometimes just by default, that attracts a person who might be a seven or eight, maybe five and a half or whatever, just because people tend to gravitate towards these types of people. Now, a person who is not really developed in their sense of who they are, what they deserve, what they want, it kind of muddies the water because you you run into people, okay, well, they're kind of nice. Well, let me try this. No, that doesn't work. Uh, you know, let me try this one. This one's a six. You know, oh, no, that didn't work. So are there any tips or tools that you could give to a, a woman who is trying to come into her own to, like, understand how to, to wade through the riffraff? You know, this is... This is not for me. You know, how do I establish some boundaries? Well, I'm a big, if if we're talking about the dating situation, I'm a big fan of not putting all your eggs in one basket early on. I, you know, I almost teasingly say sometimes it can take up to two years for all of a person to show up in a relationship. And I'm not saying that people can't have like long-term, deep, intimate relationships. If we're bumping into our expectations, though, that within about six months, you know, we're going to know that it's going to be forever or he's the one. Mm-hmm. I really like to slow that down in the early time, in the early times of when a woman is dating and say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Work to something that we affectionately call the four man plan. And it comes mm-hmm. out to, you know, the old joke that, you know, you need a one woman needs four men to keep herself satisfied and happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's an old, old joke. I won't, I won't give it the whole time, the whole, you know, joke now, but we jump in traditionally to say, are you it? Are you mm-hmm. him? Mm-hmm. As opposed to dating, really, truly dating, you know, coffee and not driving towards a goal. Mm-hmm. And and we are goal oriented, a lot of us. So it's like, okay, the clock is ticking. I want children. Um it's it's slowing it down and enjoying the journey. And that's how how to put the fun back into dating dot com came about. It's how do we put the fun back into the process, the journey, so that I'm not trying to force feed it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to figure out, are you the one and to just jam it together? Yeah. And I, I think that's just something that women really struggle with. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, you go on a date with a guy two or three times and, you know, it's like, OK, well, is this going somewhere instead of, mm-hmm. you know, let me Am just I have, having fun. Just yeah. let me have fun with this. And especially, I think, when, you know, you you start to reach your you know 40s or whatever and yes. you're in the dating scene, it's very hard to say, oh, let me explore my options, because at 40, you're thinking or society is telling you that. You know, I should really try to slow this down and kind of pick one and, you know, stick with this one. Um, you know, I'm too old. with somebody. I'm too old. (laughs) All the young ones are going to get them. Where are all the good guys? And yeah, really, there's a lot of chatter as we go through the different, you know, phases of, of life and things like that. And dating is huge. Everybody's got an opinion on it. And yet, if we can, Kind of the women that I know, in fact, my girlfriend in New York, I just saw her, I said, you're getting married. She had given up. She had, you know, test driven a ton of men and, and, and none of them were working. And she finally said, you know what? I'm just going to stop. I am, I'm not having fun at this. Mm-hmm. I can't seem to tweak my mindset necessarily to have fun and in my own life and have men be part of it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she bumped into an old friend on Facebook and, you know, within six to eight months, they knew. Mm-hmm. So it is, she relaxed into it. She said, I can't control this. I'm trying too hard. You know, by the sheer act of all of her energy trying to drive towards something, she was turning men off. Mm-hmm. She was driven and that drove them away. 
Gotcha, gotcha. And it's kind of like I remember I used to have a friend back in college and she used to always say, well, you know, I'm just going to date Mr. Right now until Mr. Right comes along, you know. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> I've heard you know, that a lot. Yeah. You know, so just kind of keeping your options open, seeing what's out there. You never know. Don't put any pressure on anybody or yourself. And you never know what beautiful thing might happen from that that yeah, type of we- energy. Part of it is, you know, we think that we can only do that for three months, six months or something. But what happens if your girlfriend did that for two, three years? Mm-hmm. She could have a great life. She mm-hmm. could have a great relationship. I mean, over the course of the last seven to eight years, I have met amazing men. I've had great loves and I have great friends that have, you know, where it's ended up as friends afterwards. It. We just, society keeps saying it has to look a certain way. And for me, and, and I'm gonna give another piece, I believe that we go into relationships with either a written or an unwritten contract. And it could be when we're young that the, the unwritten contract is that, you know, we're gonna have babies and make a family. Mm-hmm. But as we get older, it's like, I wanna enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I've paid some dues. Why am I going to necessarily do it the hard way? And I think it's really just giving it breath and air to say, what might happen? How can I try and wake up and every day put the spark, put the fun, lose the expectations? What is going to bring joy into my life and therefore into somebody else's life? Okay, okay. So now at in in your 50s, what kinds of items are in Fiona's contract when it comes to dating? Ah, uh, well, it's simple, fun and pleasure. Fun and again, and pleasure. <laughs> really, I mean, it's written or unwritten and I'm pretty bold in my communications as you can imagine. I I've, mm-hmm. I've learned that, you know, it it doesn't pay to to have somebody trip over my expectations. I have something called queen rules. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, I know what works for me. I don't need somebody. I'm pretty high maintenance, but I'm willing to maintain myself. Mm-hmm. And I want assistance and I want cherish and adore to help do that. Um, queen rules is, is, comes with the maturity to say, this is my life and I'm going to live it to the very best. And I'd love you to join in with me. And how can we make it fun and not high drama? Mm-hmm. Uh, drama really turns me off. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, integrity. And I can get myself into trouble when I say, you know, maybe even if we look at the, and this is really going to open a can of worms. I hear so many women saying, you know, he cheated on me and <laughs> fidelity and he promised me 20 years ago it was always going to be, you know, this, this. I'm like, wow, 20 years is a long time for a contract. There you written go. or unwritten. Thank you. Things change. Yeah. And we have to talk all the time. All the time. Wow. Wow. You know, and like I said, I just think a lot of people are not realistic uh, when it comes to relationships. I think a lot of people, men and women, approach it so much from a... Uh, a fantasy viewpoint, like you said, you know, mm-hmm. you, you said this 20 years ago, I expect for it to always be this way. I mean, but, you know, unfortunately, there's this little thing that comes in and, and, and life happens, you know, yes. it's life just happens. And you have to be able to roll with the punches and go with whatever direction life is taking you because you just you don't know what the course is, you know, to to make those kinds of demands on somebody. And not that I'm advocating, you know, infidelity or anything like that, no. but. It is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. life happens. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, wow. Um, before we go to the, the last break of the day, I want to um, bring up in your book, you say there are five things that men look for um, in the one. And that is chemistry, playfulness, emotional stability, a positive attitude and explicit communication. But let me play devil, devil's advocate here for a minute. If you were to randomly poll a lot of women I bet you would find out that a lot of them would say to you, I already have that. That is me. That is who I am. Um, but they're not really. How, how does a woman start to work on herself to say, you know, maybe I need to work on the positive attitude part or, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not as playful as I thought. I, I mean, how do you take an honest look at yourself? You take a step, and when I say take a step back, you don't take a step out of the relationship. You take a step back, and you say, you know what? And you can say it to the mirror as you're at the same time as you're saying, I am beautiful. I am, I, you know, I am, I am great the way I am. And how can I be better? And you take a step 
and time to say, what would happen if I played more? What would that look like for me? How would that bring more joy? What would happen if I really didn't want to have, you know, a conversation about this, this, and this? But what if I could take a deep breath and find a easier, let's face it, what are the four words that, you know, men hate? We have to talk. Yeah. Really. There's got to be a better way to, to dun, start dun, the dun. conversation. Than that, right? <laughs> so it's really starting to go back and making, putting our oxygen masks on first. What is it that really gives us the pieces that work for us? Because that's where it all, they're, they're tapping into what's already inside of us. So we have to turn it back on. And I think over the course of time, raising children, you know, finances and all that sort of stuff, we turn it off and we go cold. And I have said to every man, never let your woman go cold because to turn us back to hot is a long process. Oh, yes. And yet, oh. it's really not just their job. It is our internal, and it sounds horrible, but it's our internal diligence that we have to pay attention to, to go, oops, I'm going cold. There and you then go. we got to find something that yeah. juices us back up. There you go. You have to do things to, to increase your own libido. Good tips, good tips. We're going to take our last break of the day. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, some of the projects that you have on the table. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Fiona Fine right after this. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I have been spending my time with Miss Fiona Fine today. She is the founder of Goddess Connections, uh, where women create their footprint in the world. And she is also the author of the book, Bitch, Babe, in Total Control of Herself. Now, Fiona, uh, like I said before the break, you've got a few things here going on. you got a couple of hats you're wearing. One of them is the uh, Women Who Run It magazine. Can you tell me a little bit more about that one? Women Who Run It uh, is a community and a subscribers um, the, of women leaders of all walks of life. What we wanted to do is we realized that, you know, we, what women are going through in, uh, say, the political arena, as opposed to the entrepreneurial, as opposed to the corporate, as opposed to, you know, lead and um, artists and things like that, we as women need to have conversations. We need to advocate for each other. We've all pretty much got a lot of the same issues going on. You know, how do we harmonize our lives? I've given up on the word balance, by the way, because I'm always out of balance, but I'm looking for that harmony. (laughs) So Women Who Run It is a community of women and the experts and thought leaders that we're bringing to our women so that their health, their leadership, their careers, they're getting the information so that they can live their best lives on their terms. Okay. Okay. So, um, is it, it's, it's like, a a weekly magazine or how, yeah. do, how, do, how do people it's digital. It? If, if, if you, if they go to women who run com forward slash go, okay. then they would get into the, um, digital magazine itself. Um, and that's where we have our thought leaders and our experts speaking to them and we're advocating for them. Okay. So that would get them into the actual magazine itself. And it's a free publication. It comes out um, one major issue every week. Plus, we have a Money Matters tips and we have a Fitness Fridays. Okay. Well, you can't get no better than free. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another thing you've got going on, which we've been talking about um, a little bit, is how to put the fun back into dating. And that is also a, a website as well. Yeah, it's another community and it's for the dating and so we spend a lot of time talking about dating and relationships and sex and, and you know, that's a, that's a big part of women's lives, but we didn't want to necessarily connect that to their careers and their, their, um, leadership crises and things like that. So how to put the fun back into dating.com is a community and another publication, um, that we produce and what we're doing is actually if the audience would like a copy of the bitch babe in total control of herself book, we've set up a website that they can get access to it. Um, and I think I gave you that uh, website address. Okay. Go ahead and say it again for us. Okay. It would be www.babe 
in total control of herself.com. And that's where they can get a copy of, of the book. Because what we're trying to do is really give women the tools so that they can make the choices and that they can, they can increase their awareness. Okay. Do you find, um, after doing this for some time, in especially the direction that you're going now, that you uh, appeal to a certain age bracket of female or is your message for, you know, maybe the 20 year old female trying to find herself? We get it all. I get it all. I mean, I love listening to the younger uh, women who are, you know, I'm remembering myself in my 28s and I feel like there's a clock ticking and, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm screwing things up and things like that. Um, so we do run the gamut. Bitch really does run the gamut of, you know, probably late 20s, early 30s, all the way up to what happened to my life, which is, you know, mid 40s. And I'm separating from my 10 year relationship and I'm trying to enter the dating world again. And so we go right into probably, I would say, the mid to high 50s. And there's at at least three different types of of women. And we get feedback that it applies. It, mm-hmm. You know, even though we're going through different periods of our lives, there's a lot of different messages that are just common to when we're making these changes and we're trying to up our game. Okay. Do you ever find men peeking in, trying to get some, <laughs> some tools and some benefits like, okay, this is how I'm going to deal with my, my alpha female here. Do you ever find? Yes. Okay. I have, because well, I came from a male world, I have guys that go, oh my God, can I get a copy of your book for my wife? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that a couple of times. It's like, oh, yeah, I have some girlfriends or some friends that really, you know, they're just, I have to listen to them whine that there's no good men out there. Uh-huh. Could I get a copy for them? So, yeah, uh-huh. I'm not saying it's for everybody in the world because one has to be willing as a reader to, to sort of be willing to take. I call it not a book, but a manifesto. All I'm trying to do is kind of stir the pot, get us thinking for ourselves as to what works for me, the individual. What can I learn from this? If they only get one piece of it from what we're doing, that's good. I've done my job. <laughs> now, curious, because, um, you know, you, you're, you're helping women you know, become the best that they can be and empowering and to have these, these full lives. Um, but we do have some men listening in. If you could give a few pointers to a man who happens to be uh, blessed or the misfortune of, depending <laughs> on how he wants to look at it, and run across an alpha alpha female, uh, what tips would you give him when it comes to dealing with her? Really, I would have to say you're going to have to cherish and adore her. You're going to have to cherish her uniqueness. And adore her physically. She may not be able to do exactly that for herself right now. So you're going to have to, you know, step up, be a man, take the hit sometime when really you think, whoa, what did I do? You mm-hmm. didn't do anything. She's just like us all. She's just learning. And, and there's going to be times when it comes out wrong and suck it up. <laughs> it sounds horrible, but you know, they've all admitted every man I think I've ever spoken to says if they found a good woman and it's the right woman for them they really do want to help nurture her to her her best and support her so you're going to have to to take the hit sometimes and when you get a win you know celebrate it and encourage her and and appreciate her really <laughs> because I, I, a lot of the women that I speak to just don't feel that they get enough compliments so that they can really tap into it themselves. Men like acknowledgement, women like compliments. When mm-hmm. you turn that tap off for either sex, we start to dry up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I have heard the joke of, you can never tell me my butt looks good too often. <laughs> I am just going to preen and I'm going to wear those tight Lululemons once again. Uh, So, you know, even if she is being bitchy, the guys have to reframe it saying she is learning to be a babe in total control of herself. And and she's not going to always get it right on the first try. So that might help. And don't go to war over everything. (laughs) We're all a work in progress. We are. We're all wounded. (laughs) Trying to figure it out. No, yeah, um, I did this because I was wounded. Trust me. (laughs) I've I've learned the hard way. Okay. Now, the last thing that I want to bring up that you, uh, you've got going on here is this goddess connections. Um, it sounds so erotic here. What is that about? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not, although it could have been if I'd gone that way with erotic and things like that. Goddess Connections is the actual company that owns the the publications, uh, How to Put the Fun Back into Dating, and Women Who Run It. So as a media company, Goddess Connections is what brings the message to the communities. So, and, and believe it or not, it, we're a hundred percent virtual firm. So what okay. we do is against the Mr. Uh, Marissa Mayer's advice, we really do encourage our team to work virtually and to fit it into their lives. So again, they get the opportunity to work their life on their terms. Mm-hmm. We have one piece that we always ask everybody, interns and everybody, what do you love? What do you hate? If you hate mm-hmm. something, we'll go find somebody else who will love it. Okay. Okay, cool. Now you, you mentioned that you're pretty much a virtual community and I also want to let the audience know that you are in Canada. So do you ever get an opportunity to travel to maybe oh, the United yeah. States or, okay, oh, so yeah. you do. In fact, okay. you'll laugh. I was down at Thrive and as a Canadian, ah. I didn't know it. We were doing the media publication. I know we're running out of time and I put my ballot in for the Kenneth Cole sh- one pair of shoes per month for a year and uh-huh. I won and I'm not allowed to claim it because I'm Canadian. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, that's not fair. Florida <laughs> sucks. We gotta find oh, yeah. a friend. We gotta find a friend in the United States who can claim the yeah. prize and send it to you. Okay. Well, we are here at the end of the hour. My guest today has been the wonderful, lovely Miss Fiona Fine. Uh, she's a lady that wears many hats. Please, please, please visit any of her websites. Uh, you've got goddessconnections.com, womenwhorunit.com, or how to put the fun back into dating.com. And once again, Fiona, how do people pick up a copy of the book? Yes, go. This is the one that, that where the fun is really. www.babeintotalcontrolofherself.com. They'll get a copy of the book, and they'll get they'll be able to tap into the community. All righty. Well, Miss Lady, I appreciate you so much for hanging out with me today. (laughs) That is all for this week's show. I'll be back next week at the same time. Until then, remember when it comes to your dreams, the words can't and won't should never slow you down. Mm -hmm. There is always space to change and to grow. Don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. See you next week.